Hello, and welcome back to Dealing With It, a podcast about rolling with the punches. This is a mother and son podcast. I am Trish, and I'm the mom. My name is Matt, and I am the son. Mom, welcome back. Thank welcome you. Welcome back from New York City. It, it's amazing. Uh, here we are. We are talking to today. This is the 4th of July yeah, that currently. we are going, we're recording, and... Uh, you know, a few days ago, I was on a boat going by the Statue of Liberty uh-huh. and thinking, it's real. Yeah. It is so, so beautiful yeah, and so real. You're you're a real uh, history buff. I mean, as oh, far as American yeah. history, because you've taught, I love it. taught love that it. stuff for so long. Um, yeah. How was it getting to, oh, to go out? Because you, you've man. been there before, but not for a long time. It's, it's been, been a long a time. And I first of all, we went out uh, as siblings. There are four kids in my little original family, nuclear family. My <laughs> sister lives in Minnesota, uh, two brothers here in the, the Boise area. We uh, went as a foursome. We've done a few trips together as um, siblings to stay in touch, to be able to keep up with each other. You know, as you get a little older, things just can, it's so easy. Life kind of keeps uh, and move growing on, differently. And yeah. it does. And each of us have our own families and our own things. So it's really good that we make that time and that my my dad, our dad, um, financially assists us in making that happen <laughs> from time to time. We all uh, went out to New York City because uh, my niece and your cousin Katie, yeah. um, part of the Smith Street stage, stage. Right? Yeah, it, they were production sort the, of thing. The production, yes, yeah, Smith Street Players, and Little they were is. in Carroll Park, and it, that's in Brooklyn, and they were uh, performing Romeo and Juliet. So, to get her Idaho contingency out there on a night. Um, Probably gave her great anxiety. In fact, she <laughs> sure. said she, it did. She lost sleep over it, but it was, it was just such a wonderful night. Yeah, and and getting to sit there and support my niece and, um, yeah, she's just what six months and a day older than you. Six months I mean, and a day. It, it yeah. is. She's just you know like one of my kids, and so great to see her. And she spent time with with her dad and stepmom going around New York, uh, showing them her life there, and. Um, I don't know if you can understand this, but because you maybe haven't had this experience, but when you know you know your kid has moved and they're they talk to you about their apartment, you see pictures here and there, and here's my job and things. It's great, you know that it's great. Oh yeah. But yeah. when you can physically go there, and this would be the first time my brother and, and, and get his to like wife actually visually step see. in the apartment, sit on the couch, go see the dorm. Yeah, it kind of makes mean, it all more real. It made it real, and it just brings a calm to their hearts to know, in a new way, um, how well she is doing, and that she has a great support system of friends. And um, it, anyway, it's it was a great trip. Um, so if we weren't uh, visiting, you know, with with my niece Katie, then we were sightseeing, yeah, tour bussing, and on the little boats and walking and walking and walking. Uh, it was so fun. It was just so fun. We saw the NBC studios. We made that little tape with the tour group. You said yeah. you had questions about that, <laughs> yeah. but it was so fun to. Um, make a it, it was a professional grade uh, video that, yeah, that they yeah. mailed out. From, no, that's funny. Know, you, got to play the, you were playing the bongos. I was right playing on the, the, stage. the bongos. Yeah, it was. Um, it was sort of like a, a Tonight Show uh, mm-hmm. feel, 
And uh, so I was part of the rock band. Yeah, yeah. And the top of the rock or whatever we were <laughs> band. And I was bongo girl. And so, you know, anybody wants to see that, just send in a request and we will <laughs> yeah. post. It's a pretty cool me video. Playing some. No. I, yeah, I was playing the bongos. They were not playing me. You were, uh, and you were center of in the band, and you were you had the most stage presence, if I might, if I might, if I may say Thank so. Thank you. I, you know, I I tried to uh, use my, you know, myself, my whatever to to bring up the other ones, you know, build them up. And I said, hey, guy playing cowbell, why don't you go get a, a stick? So when you play that, it's just a little more <laughs> action. And he's like, okay. And I don't know. Maybe so you were the band leader. I, I I apparently turned in, I used some leadership skills mm-hmm. to get the band going. And then when I look back at the video, I'm really the only one that looks like I'm having a good time. <laughs> yeah. But that's what matters. That's what matters to us. Thank you. I was having a good time. Yeah. And um, so anyway, we just had the best trip. And and now I'm home, and I'm happy to be home. It's always nice to come home. Yeah. So this isn't, and uh, just to kind of keep it in in uh, in line with some of the stuff we've talked about too, as far as taking trips now. And I know you weren't. This wasn't a solo trip. You were with Correct. your siblings. Yeah. Um, and you've gone on those trips before, so it wasn't a foreign feeling. But how is it? You know, was did you feel comfortable and free to kind of explore these this new place? Yeah, yeah. You know, like so, like alone, or is that one of those things where you're like, oh, yeah, like my my husband's not, you know, right here, kind of a thing. Or do, how did it feel? Yeah. Um, very comfortable, very comfortable. Um, we're in a, a small apartment, you know, uh, Brooklyn apartments. You know what I mean? You just put people together, and and it's. Uh, you're, when you're inside, you're not, you don't, they're just not the space not that we're used room. to. Not a lot of room. But um, I did a couple mornings uh, go down like 40 steps. It was like third floor walk. Uh-huh. Holy moly. But went down, went to a coffee shop that's just a block or whatever up um, and got coffee, crossed over to Carroll Park, which was close by. Mm-hmm. And there I was sitting in a Brooklyn Park drinking coffee in the morning, met up with my brother and sister over there. And just kind of people watching. Yeah. And and um, one of you know on the work the uh, weekdays I guess uh, there were there were nannies. These are people who were watching several kids and yeah. and babysitters and you know that sort of thing with the with the kids and it was just really cool and I loved how the children were. I mean, being an educator and just a, and and a grandma. You know, the the kids were having a ball, and there they are running around, and um, on you know water balloon fight or with their little scooters running around, uh, and it was just really neat to see even a lot of kids in a park that would be small in our state. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just just used to people having fun conflicts when a conflict would happen, some adult would step up, and they always were really appropriate the parents were you need to tell her no that you don't want to play like that or yeah. you need to say you're sorry or i need you to be put your helmet back watch where you're going you know those sorts of things yeah so i have a nice like community feel to yeah it. yeah there we were on a tour bus uh going um you know wherever madison avenue or one of those fun places anyway yeah. and 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 um you know you just see people interacting and it, i came away thinking um People are more alike than different. You treat people with respect. 
people are respectful. Yeah. Um, there is a New York way of doing <laughs> things that I started to um, appreciate. Yeah, yeah. And not be shocked by. Um, I'll never get used to New York driving. We Ubered or did the Lyft thing when we were mm-hmm. going around. And Matt, when they drive, they're driving. They they just hit the gas this, and go. Yeah. And then you when really... you're within, like, mm-hmm. uh, too close, too, too, too close, that's when they start to hit the brake. Yeah. And you just... <laughs> I know. Gosh. Yeah, it seems like there's not a lot of... Uh, um, not a very slow-paced sort of uh, city. No, no. And... Um, that's where, you know, the horns get honking and things. <laughs> but out here, I think in in, uh, in my area, I always feel like if I get honked at, I've done something wrong. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of our way of yelling at each other. Um, in New York, a honk really kind of means, dude, I'm coming around you. Or I'm, you know, watch it's out like, or heads hey, up. Hey, I'm right here. Yeah. It's not that I'm... It, it's just a signal. Yeah, because here it's tool. definitely like that's, it, that's it the car's me, way of name calling. It is. It is. It's like I I flipped you off, and often uh-huh. if I look over after I've been honked at, I am still being flipped. Really, there's flipped a bird. There's <laughs> there a bird. may be a bird in the next car. <laughs> um, so those uh, the driving thing was odd. Yeah. Could you see yourself um, being a uh, a big city person? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I. Yeah, you got to get used to how that subway thing works, like where the next stop sure. would and, what, and when you get off and what to do. But it's it's magnificent yeah. how so many people can be in a close space. But if you want to go to the theater, there's the you want to go to a restaurant, it's a restaurant. And these aren't just a restaurant. These are the best. Yeah. Uh, these are the best. These are the best plays, the best actors, the best food, the best stuff in around in New York City. And it's in a very compact area, so people move around underground, like subways, yeah. and they live above ground in many tall, tall buildings. buildings. And that's how you fit so many people into such a small space. Yeah. Um, I've always, I wonder that, I, I love anytime I get to go visit a a bigger city, yeah. like closer to us, there's like Portland or Seattle yeah. or, or some places in California. I'm a huge fan of like, functioning public transportation we hear it in idaho there's a less uh i think boise is growing in a way that it's becoming more of a thing that's being um like talked about that needs to be taken care of but it's so nice to be able to sort of hop on a bus or hop on uh, like a subway hop on something and be like okay this is how i in 20 minutes however long i can get to this place you don't need to worry about your car gas insurance Mm -hmm. tires it's just i don't need one yeah i can get around although 80 percent of new yorkers drive cars really yeah Wow, I learned that. Yeah, <laughs> but it was it was really uh, yeah. um, neat. The dealing with it, uh, New York, is still very much uh, in their nine eleven mode. Um, every pretty much everywhere you went, there's there's a story that comes through. Really, it's you know, and and as I stood there where the uh, the Freedom Tower is now, or that where Ground Zero was, and you see how how little, really little space those two buildings took up, a few acres, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And, but how incredibly massively tall they yeah. were. I can't imagine what that sound, I mean, just the sound of a building coming down. What would that sound like? Yeah. I mean, what would it feel like? And then you think of the pictures of the dust and people running and the people running in, people running out. Um, and I, that's a trauma that uh, couldn't begin. To, uh, you know, and so some of the folks like the tour bus people, well, he had been a police officer in New Jersey, lost six or seven friends on 9-11 in, in the city, and it changed his life. 
and now he's a tour bus guy. Really? Yeah. Vocal, maybe uh-huh. a little PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's his his job to scold um, the food truck vendors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! He leans over. He leans over <laughs> because you can see down into him. And he's pointing at the guy going, you're dirty. Oh, my God. You're so dirty. You're not using gloves. You Nobody buy from him. Okay. <laughs> like, okay, this is New York, and that's his public service announcement for the day. But, <laughs> you, know, I, you know, you just have to kick back. I feel like. Yeah, you kind of, yeah, it's kind of sort of got to accept your surroundings and say, like, all right. Well, that's what I'm thinking um, in terms of tolerance. Yeah. There is so much tolerance to live so close to people. You have to tolerate a lot. You do, and people yeah. do. And then I do think, um, then they they get therapy or something because, yeah. uh, especially if you're driving. Um, yeah, it seems stressful. But it, it was also the week that was leading up to the Pride Parade that would be happening in New York City. Oh yeah. So it had been going on um, around the country all week, but it was. Um, going to be in the city. So the week that we were there, I was just so impressed with how much support, all the, the rainbow flags you saw everywhere. And um, and and the, the store displays were obviously meant to catch the yeah. eye of that, you know, through Manhattan, through, um, it, it was like, yeah. It, it was it was different than it is here yet. Uh, but when I saw that, I was just very proud of the city being proud of itself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, being inclusive to like all sorts of different cultures and mm-hmm. stuff—that is another thing that we really don't. I mean, there's a um, the Pride Parade and stuff. Like Pride in Boise is definitely. You know, it's a celebration. It's a party mm-hmm. uh, and everything. But yeah, like you go to like bigger cities or things where there's just that high concentration of people mm-hmm. and stuff, and you see it done done up on like a large right. scale. Yeah, that seems right. pretty cool. It was really cool, and and people, their dogs had uh, you know the little bandanas, different you know the rainbow colored <laughs> yeah, yeah. bandanas, and their ba- and um, I just really felt like it was a community that that was supportive and. Um, so anyway, I can only say I had great experiences there. Cool. And yes, now Matt, I was gone, and you and I hadn't haven't really visited. So yeah, tell me, how's it going? Good. Um, so yeah, last time we spoke, I was talking about how I, I had an appointment set up yeah. to see a psychiatrist about getting back yeah. on to anti-anxiety medication. Right. I've been thinking about that and thinking about you a lot. So I went in on. Oh, what was it? Tuesday. So we're recording this on a Thursday. Um, Yeah, and I went in. And so I'm used to my um, rapport that I have with my therapist. Sure. You know, so you go in and there's, you kind of, you try to get to the root of things through conversation. At least I do. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I'm used to that sort of dynamic. So I went into the psychiatrist's office expecting to, you know, talk about, you know, personal stuff or, or really get to the root of things uh-huh. and hopefully get to medication. Yeah. And that was not the experience. Oh, uh, I went, I mean, it was a good experience, but so I went in and it was just, um, like, like, how old are you? Uh, 27, click, 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 click on the keyboard. Like, um, what are you experiencing? I'm like, uh, generalized anxiety, uh, social anxiety, <laughs> um, constant kind of just baseline feelings of sort of panic and dread and click, 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 click. Okay. All right. And so it was just, it was very, analytical it was very much like um 
let me just put in all this information. Let me just collect your here. data. I mean, I was in and out in about half hour because we just talked about that. Um, you know, I think it. I think it helped because I've been on medication before that worked, which was Zoloft. Right. Um, and well, and you're and you are seeing another uh, and a therapist, so maybe this isn't my that. first step in in the right. This he process. knows you still have support. Yeah, and so we were talking, you know, for a little bit, and I was just like, yeah, I was on Zoloft. It worked really well for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's sort of where I'm curious to to get back on and try mm-hmm. that again. And yeah, she pres- prescribed it or whatever the generic version of it is. Yeah. Uh, and then I went over to Albertsons and picked it up. Wow. And I've been on it for two days now. So okay. there's not um, a real noticeable difference that I can see yet. I mean, I get, I mean, I think there's that sort of like there's a placebo effect of like knowing that I am. I'm getting it on board. That, yeah, right. That I'm taking these steps to uh, like help take care of this. Sure. You know, I think that that's sort of building up this confidence in myself that I'm going to get on top of this. Mm-hmm. And so already I feel good knowing that I'm for myself, knowing that I'm, I'm taking this step that I was actually like, you know, kind of hesitant on for a while of whether or not to get back on, on, yeah. on medication, just because, you know, I think there's stigmas to it. My, my whole thing was like, I, even though I can say and wholeheartedly believe like that, um, th- that getting help in any way that you, you can uh, is important, you know, it, to assess that there's a problem, that the brain's not working the way you really want it to mm-hmm. get help. And so I'm a huge proponent of medication. And when it came on to, to getting it on myself, I, there's still this thing in my mind of, of like, course. well, why can't you just take care of this? You know, know, what's, why can't, you know? So it's like the what I know to be true and then what I feel were kind of very uh, conflicted. And then <laughs> the second I got the pills and I, uh, took one. I was like, this be, I feel like this is the right thing to do. <laughs> it just seemed like, yeah, you know, I, that sometimes it's a chemical thing. Like I, I've spent a lot of time focusing on like, why am I like this? Why mm-hmm. does this happen? The why, uh, so many whys, you know, and then just to be like, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. to take care of it. It is. Well, if you were, if you were a uh, type one diabetic, do you think you would struggle about needing insulin? Right. No, you wouldn't. And we've t- I talked about that with Katie, yeah. and I think we talked about it on last week's episode, too. It's like if your arm's broken, you go to a doctor and you yeah. get it fixed. And if your head's broken, you go to a doctor and, and, and get it fixed, you know? Yeah. I mean, and that's there's that's kind of easier said than done. I think mental illness still isn't seen the same way as physical illness. Sure. You know, we know that. Sure. But, uh, I'll say I had a, a positive experience. Um, I have a very basic um, insurance. I mean, it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's insurance. It's fine. Um, and it covered pretty much everything. I think I ended up spending like $3 for like a month of, of medication and stuff. So, you know, I'm like, all right, I, f- I can afford this. Yeah. Um, so it's worth it for me to try. I'm and I'm excited you. to thank I am you. I'm so proud of you. Thanks. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to see how it keeps developing yeah. over the next couple of weeks. Cause like, you know, I think they were saying I'm on a lower dosage for the first two weeks to sort of just see. Uh, like how my body reacts sure. to it, just to make sure, and then from there I'll go up sure. um, to the full dose or whatever. But uh, yeah, I feel good about it. I feel good about it, and I think yeah, just already that I, knowing that like I'm doing things like I said to 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 physically you know help this, it makes well, yeah. me feel like more like confident in it. Well. You're not going to sit back and play the victim in this. You're, it's your body, and you're going to advocate for what you need. And sometimes it is the hardest thing in the world to do. It really is. It really is. And, like, 
no shame on anyone who who isn't there. You know, it's it's a hard thing to it do because even me right now, still, I'm like, well, what if? You know, I, I still have the hard thing of being like, well, what, what? Well, there has to be other things I can do. You know, but sort of, I think it comes down in my mind to the same thing as we talked about with like self care mm-hmm. and self image and those things of just being like. Yeah, Mentally, I don't need to hold myself to some standard when it's like what's look what I'm looking at in the mirror is somebody who needs help with uh, right. my anxiety and that stuff. And I, so I feel good that I'm putting aside any sort of reservations I had just to be like, okay, I'm doing this for me, regardless right. of what I can tell myself. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Um, and I'm proud of you. Well, I really appreciate. Can I tell it. you something else I'm proud of you about? Yeah, please. <laughs> Last week's show. Yeah. I wasn't here. So I listened to it um, on Monday when it came out, and I was absolutely just blown away by the conversation you had with the girls. The yeah, uh, Katie and 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 my two sisters. Right. Yeah. So but, you know, Katie is is your partner girl. Mm-hmm. Um, Sammy is is married to Jessica, and uh, Eric is married to Natalie, and all three the ladies. Um, I call them my girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, were were there and supportive um, throughout most of, most of them had been around during just at the time of dad's earlier diagnosis of yeah. we've got this terminal thing happening and and we're able to you know uh, have have and loving relationships with him I mean he loves all three of them oh um, yeah family you know and um, your dad really did love all of them and enjoyed each one of them. And, uh, you know, it was just so, as am I, very uh, grateful that, that uh, you boys found great yeah, partners, great ladies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, here I, I was um, in my house, and I was um, listening to the show on the, the podcast and hearing their honest and real and true um, stories of how they supported you boys during the time of the from the diagnosis through um, the service and then to today. Yeah. Still, um, it just it was amazing and it was I felt like in some ways it was my story, but I wasn't recognizing it in the same way. Yeah, yeah, because the names hadn't been changed, right? But. But the perspective, the focus was, yeah. and it was so good. And anybody um, who heard that, I, I just know that you would agree with me that that I've got the best girls <laughs> in this family, and they are articulate, and they're smart, and they're loving. I was, you know, and so honestly, as far as the episodes that we've done here, and we've done a, a couple, um, uh, you know, we've had guests on, sure. Julie, Sam, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Katie, and and things like that, and. This episode for yeah. sure was the one that I was most nervous about doing. Yeah. The 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 one with with uh, Natalie and Jess and Katie, um, just because it that for me um, and we were talking about it on last week's episode. You know, even the idea of of thinking back to that time, uh, it kind of felt like it opened up a bit of, yeah. a, of a wound there again. Yeah. You know, where it was like I'm really remembering these <laughs> these yeah. feelings. Yeah. Um, which at first was you know obviously painful, but like. Um, as we were having this conversation, I, yeah, I, I, I was really, really, um, 
happy that that we ended up doing it. Yeah. You know, I think I picked up a lot of really uh, little ins like insights in that that mm -hmm. I was that I didn't go into it having. So it was really really cool. Yeah. What I my my takeaway from it was that each one of you boys um, acted and reacted and uh, are still you know processing differently than each other. Yeah. And so each person who loves and and lives with you. It's it's like the dance, you know. Sometimes you're, when do I lead? When do I follow? When am I? Yeah. Fred Astaire. When do <laughs> I? When do I play Ginger Rogers? Because sometimes they they need to pick up on the clues, and they're all learning the clues, um, and and it just seems like the the communication you all have together um, helps helps that. And sometimes I think learning that we need good communication through this yeah. was one was some of the the harder lessons about that. Um, but again, I just I I was so proud of all of you. Well, thank it was you, thank amazing. You. And I uh, again really appreciative to Katie, Jess, and Natalie for coming onto this show and and talking about that. You know, it's it's right. a strange topic to talk about. You know, I mean, we're we're so you and I, mom, are so well. It's strange because Matt, it's not done, and that's why we're here yeah. doing podcasts because somebody has to talk. <laughs> it doesn't end. <laughs> uh, it it does. You yeah. know, it changes. It evolves and it changes. But there's always, you know, knowing how similar I am to both my brothers, but how differently we grieve. Yeah. Um, and how different. You know, it's just. It is one of those things where it's like I get so everybody. I think you know we, we get really we get used to our perspective, mm -hmm. and it is enlightening to kind of get opened up to this perspective of others. Where it's like okay, like the way I saw one thing, um, and the way someone else saw that same thing. You know, it, mm -hmm. there's there's variance, and right. it's because of our own personal experiences. But uh, I I really loved having all of them on. Yeah, I w it was yeah. really really cool. And I I think they. Um, they enjoyed it too. I think it. Um, I, I'm, I like that they they like each other. You yeah, know? yeah. Here are three people from three who would never have met. And, yeah. And there they are. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So, um, it, very impressive show. And, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if if you uh, didn't listen to it, feel free to go back. It's the one that yeah. is Push right rewind. before this one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but thank you. Sure. Um, yeah. So now that you've been back, uh -huh. how has been settling in? You know, you get back from New York, you get back to the pups, and you get yeah. back to sort of your your day to day. Well, so um, one thing that there were a couple of things that have stuck with me, and one of them was that as the trip was winding up, and we were, you know, those last days, you get at the, you go to the airport, and um, you know, no matter how ready you are there's always you know there's just a little bit of drama trying to get on the plane this oh, time there was a, a a pipe that broke at LaGuardia so water swooshing oh, down really? the, yeah, the, the concourse but um it was fine and LaGuardia <laughs> cleaned up the the mess eventually it seemed like it took a while but okay it, not not complaining <laughs> I don't run airports um as we were heading home and I was excited to get home then I got sad and I'll tell you, I know why. Um, I figured out why. Every other person on that trip was going to get to go home to somebody and get to tell somebody about their trip. Mm -hmm. They were going to get to debrief the trip. They were going to get to show. And somebody was going to be home welcoming them, saying, we're glad. We're glad you're home. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I just thought, 
who am I going to tell when I, who, who am I going to, I mean, you know, it just, it was kind of an empty feeling. And it was, again, there's the void that would be dad. Yeah. Um, and so I was a little misty and stuff about it. And, but you know what? I got home and um, Eric and Natalie are there at the house. They brought oh, yeah. the they brought the puppies home, so I'd have them when I got home, and I did get to tell people yeah. about my trip, and I did get to you know, and so it works out. I guess that's at the end of the day, it works out. And even if I really had gone home and had no one to talk to, and Matt, it reminded me of the the time when I went to a movie. It was uh, the Freddie Mercury movie, The Queen. Oh, uh, movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and your dad would have loved it. And I just knew that we would get home and chat and chat and chat about that. Mm-hmm. And then it just was apparent that he wasn't there. On that day, it, that really kind of uh, made me very sad. Yeah. This time wasn't that bad. Um, but um, And, and if, if no one had been home, I would have been okay. It's just sometimes it, yeah. it, it, it's going to occur to me that I miss... I miss everything. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, true to, like, I think a lot of the things that we have experienced so far this year, of uh, you know, it, I think to me the anticipation of something mm-hmm. is like like anticipating going home to an empty house yeah. and then walking in the front door yeah. to your home is like yeah. it's two different things, you yeah. know. So I could see that anticipation for sure being like, well, I'm going to go home and, and, and quiet. And yeah, crickets. I, yeah, well, I, you know. And it wasn't. Right. But had it but been. But even if it had been, yeah. Well, it would have been okay. It would have been fine because I had been elbow to elbow with five adults yeah. in a very small place for a long time. So um, yeah, if I, if, you know, it, it's okay. And it certainly does not make me want to not travel. It makes me want to travel until, um, and I'll get in my new rhythm. Yeah. So, so on a subway. I, we, we rode subways a lot, and I I like subways. Um, in Brooklyn, there was a woman. She didn't seem that old to me, uh, maybe early 30s. And she had a little girl with her who, similar age to my granddaughter. So three or four, maybe, maybe five, but not much. And this little girl was kind of tired. And so she, who, who this little girl was sitting right next to me on the subway, and her mother was one over. And so the little girl leaned her head down in her mom's lap and curled up on the seat. So her little feet, you know, were up against me, which is fine. Yeah. And um, she and her mom were having a conversation, which has stuck with me. And the little girl was talking about when, um, when she got older, when the little girl got older. And... Uh, I think she was talking about maybe wanting more brothers and sisters along the way, but the mother was saying to her, "No, I'm getting older. I'm not going to have. I'm not having any more babies. I'm getting older." So then they got talking about this little girl was questioning mom about what happens when you get older, mm-hmm. and the mother said, "Well, someday I'll be old, and then I I will die, and I won't be here anymore." And this little girl's laying there. Um, with her little feet up against me, and I, I felt pain yeah. hearing this mother telling this small child a truth. Yeah. Um, and I and I don't know the family. I don't know how they deal with this or right. not deal with this. But it has, and and the little girl laid there quietly in her mom's lap for a while, and then asked her some more questions, and then the mom repeated. 
But I think she was trying to negotiate that ending, you know, with mom. Yeah. Like, but then I'll get older, and then we'll, and uh-huh. then, uh, and and we can both be grandmas or something. And the mom said, "Honey, someday I will die, and I won't be here." And there it was again. Boom. <laughs> you're, so you're just Could you work with her a little bit? Uh, yeah, yeah. Can you at least wait till I'm off the subway? <laughs> I am so uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, that is a hefty truth to lay on a child around a bunch of strangers. It uh, was that just is, that's odd. Kind of, it's a fascinating dynamic. I honestly think that approach, I you know, I think that when that mother does get older and pass away, the kid will have not be so... Uh, blindsided by it maybe but maybe but uh, well, so what what i what i've been left with is wondering and what i did a little looking up about was you know how do you give kids bad news how do you share bad news with with children yeah um i'm not saying this lady did it wrong no, and maybe no. knowing me i mean i have given bad news to people before i have fired people I have told people about illnesses. I've, uh, through being a teacher, you know, your child isn't up to, you Mm -hmm. know, isn't, isn't um, performing at the same level. Um, Maybe some testing is needed. You know, there's tough things you say. Yeah. And um, have you ever given like bad Bad news? Um, or is that something people just do until you get better at it? Yeah, I don't know if I, not that I can think of. I mean, like, I've had I've had friends that I've had to, like, talk to and be like, hey, I, you know, I think our paths have, I think it's for the best if I don't hang out, you know, we don't hang yeah. out anymore. Like, I don't really like, you know, because people change, you know, mm-hmm. like who you are when, whatever, when you're younger and you keep growing, sometimes you just, you know, your paths diverge and sure. sometimes... So I've had to do that. I've been like, hey, I just don't think it's yeah. for well, me anymore hanging out. But like breaking up boyfriend girlfriend, yeah, that's bre- tough news. Bre- yeah, and I've you know I've broken up with someone before, mm-hmm. and that sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, it like, yeah, it, uh, I've never had to fire anybody. I feel like that would be really uncomfortable. But I did it really badly the first time. Did you were you like okay, you can have your job back? Because I feel like that's where I would be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I I couched it so very very well. Oh, that she came back the next day and said, "Did you fire me yesterday? Was that was that my? Am I fired?" Oh no! And I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> yeah." So I am better at it now. <laughs> yeah, bad news is what's well, so like you never want to one you never want to catch somebody off guard. Correct. I think that's the thing. Like the idea of like I know something that you don't yeah. is a uncomfortable position of yeah. power. I think. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then. Yeah, bad news. I I I bet there's people who are better at turning off that that feeling, but I bet it sucks every time. It, well, you, I mean, if you like giving people bad news, then there's something wrong with you. But <laughs> or there, there's plenty of jobs out there for, for you. For you, yeah. Well, if you're talking to children, you know, youngsters, um, there were five things that I found that I'm just going to share. Yeah, out. cool. And then, um, and then. Some different things for adults. If you are in a position to say, I, you know, I lost my job, we have to move, I have cancer, I, your dad has cancer, you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, when you're talking to young kids, first of all, you do need to be honest. Don't, don't make something up. You know, stick with the facts. Um, 
respect their ability to cope, but you do need to keep it within the developmental uh, range of where that child is. You don't speak to a a 12-year-old and a 3-year-old the The same same way. way. But you reassure them, and it often can reassure them, you know, if... Uh, if you're prepared and you're honest that that you know mom and I've already talked about this and here's what we're going to do sort of thing so that they know we're okay there's a, there's, there's a, a plan there's a plan yeah here we go and then you model self-care for them so i'm feeling kind of sad today i need to um, i'm going to go out for a walk do you know or, or yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff and then if you notice uh, that your child is having difficulty then seek help for them for mm-hmm. you so, um, you know, it's pretty straightforward. And the the, the woman, um, well, there wasn't a lot of reassurance in her uh, conversation. Maybe the child was looking for some. Yeah. But, um, but it was honest. Yeah, for, for sure. That one. It, it, you know, what you're saying, that reminds me of what we did, one of the things we did talk about on last week's episode with how uh, my older brother Sam and Jessica broke yeah, the Ernie. news to, to my niece, yeah, yeah. that that grandpa was going to pass away, you know, like – Though I thought the way they handled that was really, really um, good. I think, you know, they, they they put it in terms that she could understand. Like, the idea of dying and forever, you know, she wasn't going to get that. But the idea of a healer, that Pop-Pop's yeah. going to go to the healer. Yeah. But once you go to the healer, uh, he's going to feel better, but we can't see him anymore. Like, that is something that I think a child can understand. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, oh, it reminds me of the cutest conversation I had with that, my little granddaughter yeah. a couple hours ago. So just today. She said, um, Grandma, my, my sweetie, her word for uh, sweetie is for any small, cuddly, or she, or if you have a child, that's your sweetie. Okay. So uh, she is her mom and dad's sweetie. Gotcha. And, that's um, funny. It is. It's, I guess it's you're, my, you're my sweetie. Nice. Thank and, you. And uh, you're welcome. And she said, Grandma, my sweetie got squished flat. And I said, it did? What happened? She goes, it's just squished flat, and I don't have a way to... Um, she put it basically. I don't have a fluffer upper <laughs> to fluff it up. I, and, and then she looked at me straight up and she said, "It didn't go to the healer, though." I said, "Oh, so you still have them with you?" And she said, "Yes, <laughs> yes, yes." I said, "Well, maybe go give them lots of hugs and try to be the fluffer upper." Yeah, yeah. It was adorable. Yeah. So she understands. Go that, to the healer is sort of that's that. That, that. that there's permanence. There. There's permanence there. So we haven't got that far, but her sweetie is. Flat. Flat. Oh gosh. So I know, and she she um, <laughs> had a concern. <laughs> All right, now giving bad news to somebody else is requires some um, pre work on your you like you just said you have information that somebody else doesn't have. Yeah. And you're going to be sharing that information, and you know that it's bad news. Yeah. So like, for example, you called me and told me that dad got re-diagnosed uh-huh. with terminal yeah. cancer. And, and when I said that, um, I'll guarantee this, I had already worked the conversation out in my head yeah. before I called. I didn't pick you up on the, uh, I didn't call you on the phone without any idea in my head. And that was the first thing they said here too, is, you know, take, take a minute, have a shower, have a cup of coffee in your head, rehearse how you want, um, to do this um, because you, you want to do it carefully and like honestly mm-hmm. um, decide on how you want to to say it and um, so don't ramble don't make small talk don't be like I did when I fired the lady and then she didn't know she got fired yes I probably had so many positive things in the middle she wasn't sure if 
Anyway. Your compliment sandwich uh, had a little too much bread yeah. on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. A lot too much in that. So she wasn't able to get to the meat in the middle yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, so it, think about what you want to say. Get that uh, narrative down to where you're comfortable with it. And then even practice. You may want to rehearse in front of a mirror or... Um, you know, when I was uh, doing admin classes, we'd sit down with another person and practice firing or practice, yeah. you know, talking. Um, so one of the things that is um, really important to say in your conversation before you give them the real bad news is to say, I have some bad news. I'm going to, I need to tell you. Yeah. You kind of put a little bit of a break, so they embrace them a little all, bit. All of a sudden they can at least get their mind around that what this is going to be yeah and um so you know you can say and i'm just reading right off of this thing um you can say start off by saying matt there's been an accident and and somebody has died and i'm so sorry to tell you this but you know blah 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 yeah. has has passed away um because beating around the bush isn't going to fight no like, isn't going to help anything no no but at least i've got bad news there was a car accident, and then just mm-hmm. you just give it to them um, out there. So, um, and then I'm sorry. And then before, it, this is interesting, and I think it's really uh, important when when a person has the bad news and hasn't um, shared it yet. Does it, I mean, when, like you were saying, yeah. when you have the bad news and you need, still need to share it, let's just say you learned of some bad news. Um, but maybe you aren't the right one to, to tell share them. it. Oh yeah, for sure. I've been there. And don't hop in. Hey, yeah. did you hear what happened to your sister? Uh-huh. You know, uh, no, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. You kind of do have to pick your place in the whole matter. And sometimes, uh, wait, wait. Delegate. Let maybe somebody out. Yeah. else yeah. know. Um, yeah. And if you can find the right physical environment, if it's that I need to give you some really bad news. Maybe the the mom could have said, you know, right now we're around a lot of people here on the subway. I'd love to talk to you about this. It's just so noisy. So was the the tone of her voice was just matter of fact. It Very. wasn't like uh No, it, I'm not having any more children. I'm getting older and and you know, someday I'm gonna be dead. Yeah. Dang, that is an odd I'm not used to that sort of approach. <laughs> well, well, it wasn't your mom's approach. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, if you are in, I kind of respect it though. I, 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 I have to say it is straight up. I think if you take, I mean, there's so much fear around death. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've noticed that like, I mean, we've looked at it. We've seen what someone dying looks like. Yes. Uh, and it took some of the, the punch out of it for me, knowing that one day I'll, I'll join that. It's sure. going to happen to me. Yeah. Seeing it first, I think kind of just took some of the fear out of it for mm-hmm. me but i'm still like the idea of the uncertainty of forever that's just a, a if from a young age i think if it were just talked about so like well we're here one day we'll die yeah and i don't know the context of their like spiritual beliefs <laughs> or anything you know but like i maybe it i don't know if that would have less of an effect or if you would just well, have well, an existential crisis yeah. at 12 years old well you know she's not the mom that would describe i got your brother from the cabbage patch you know she yeah, probably yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. had it all down um yeah, but if you're given th- that kind of bad news, uh, you know, turn off the TV, eliminate some distractions. If you can, mm-hmm. think about giving 
you know, putting yourself in the other person's shoes and just, I need to tell you something serious right now. If there's a time, like, don't don't tell you uh, on your way out the door to work, um, if, right. you, if you have to go to work. Um, maybe it's better to let you process when, you, when I know that you have more time for that. Um, and then just try and predict how they might react beforehand, but you can't, you know, um, for sure do that. Um, but anyway, it, it, it just felt like, uh, and then, you know, you're just there for them mm-hmm. and you can, and you wait and the silence can be a long silence. Um, but I, it was just, um, something that really stuck with me, you know, this little conversation this mother and this child had as yeah. they were cuddled up, basically the child cuddled into mom and mom is telling them about, you know, life isn't forever, sis. And, and people die and I'll yeah. die. And she's not wrong. It just, it was uh, in a city that's so big um, and people living in such close proximity mm. to each other, you know, there's a lot of life happening right yeah. close to you. Um, in Idaho, if if that had happened, it probably would have been in a car, you know, if a kid was talking about that. And then they'd be a little more be, private, yeah. A little more private, maybe. But that's just not the experience of, yeah. of everybody. Yeah, and interesting. It was. It was really interesting. So that was kind of like I, w- I wanted to look a little bit into how how do you give what? hard news to people and it's kind of uh, just think about it first don't don't jump in and do it yeah. without a plan yeah if you're too excited to give someone bad news maybe uh sleep on that like mm-hmm. you know uh if you know you're going to say something that's going to cause somebody pain yeah. yeah i think it's your duty to do a little bit of uh planning on that because right. it's because as empathetic people you know it's like that's a really mm-hmm. it it's not good to to hurt somebody no no and and you know that your words and your the information really is what is going to be painful but so you can set it up so it's not as shocking mm-hmm. to to folks and and it probably is easier on the person giving the bad news to just come out and be like i have some bad news that way you've created the environment where bad news is going to be mm-hmm. told and now you got to do and, it yeah and now you got to do it. You can't be like, I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I know. It, the worst is like when somebody comes into that conversation, but they're in a good mood. They don't know. And everything's <laughs> fine. And you just think, I'm going to be bursting your bubble here in a minute. And it feels fake and wrong and to be mm-hmm. like upbeat. <laughs> yeah. I know. But I've known people like in, in work situations. I've had to watch it with myself. People who so badly don't want to give bad news to people um, around job performance, that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. That you almost get mad at them that you're putting me in this position that I have to tell you yeah. that you're not performing well. Yeah. And why can't you just do it better? Why can't why <laughs> why did you do this to me? And yeah. it's not about me. And you know, it's not about you, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And see, so somehow you have to take your person you can't personalize the fact that I'm in this conversation. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, um, yeah. So it it is uh, it's interesting stuff. It is really interesting. And it is uh uncomfortable to mm, to mm. have to do and so i don't know i if anyone out there is uh good at giving bad news uh i would like to know your, how did your you approach. get good at that yeah <laughs> um well mom i have some bad news you do really are you serious yeah why did you wait this long into the conversation letting me laugh i didn't have the skills of prior 
My bad news is that our episode is coming to near an end. Um, this one went so fast. I know. It did. It's really good to be here and to see you. I'm so glad that you're back. It is good to see you. It was real. Uh, the week, the episode last week was really fun, but it felt weird not having you here for sure. It was so weird to be on the outside <laughs> listening to that. Yeah. That's my show without me going. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm Trish and I'm the mom. I was like, how do I do the intro? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you did great. Good. You did great. Good. I am really glad you're back. I'm glad to be here. Um, Yeah. I, Oh, I, I did set a goal last week that I was going to, you know, I've, I've gotten a little too uh, comfortable relationship with my snooze button. Oh, so tell me how that the goal was. Guy, to, I heard that. The first time that the alarm goes off, I'm just going to force myself to get up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did. I did for the last week. You know, it's like uh, it pretty quickly became illuminating that that means I need to go to bed at a time that is going to make that more <laughs> I thought doable. you were going to say, so I reset my alarm for 10 minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I really had a compromise of how late I can wake up before going to work. <laughs> no, I uh, – um, so that doctor's appointment was actually um, about midway through the work day. So I had made a deal with my boss, like, I'll come in early on the other days that I'm going to be here mm-hmm. uh, just to make up the hours. We're having a big 4th of July sale. Oh, um, And yeah. so, uh, yeah, so I was like, all right, 6 a.m., Get up. So if I'm, so I, you know, do the math in my head. I'm like, well, if I go to bed, if I'm asleep at ten, that's eight hours of sleep. I don't need eight hours. <laughs> so if I'm in bed oh. before, you know, if I'm asleep by eleven, that's seven hours. I can do seven hours. So like around ten o'clock, it's like, all right, move that way. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so that kind of routine I like. I, I, not. I, if you would ask me five years ago if I would ever like to be a morning person, I would have laughed in your face. Yeah. But I yeah. love it now. Honestly, really? I. Being up like today, you know, I was off work. I woke up at 7.30 and I was like, oh, man, I slept a little longer than I was hoping. And I got up and I like it. It's just quieter in the morning. That is, that's your dad, man, right there. And I had not been like that previously. Yeah. But morning is a nice time. It is. When you can enjoy that. It won't anymore like at night. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I still like to stay up, but... I don't know. I just, I've been sort of more into that. So setting the alarm, 6 a.m. hits. I'm like, just three, two, one, roll out of bed. That's it. (laughs) Another reason to be proud of my boy. (laughs) Well, I'm going to keep trying now that the week is up. We'll see. But uh, I I like it. I like having a little time to, oh, you know what I got into that I'm so, so we, uh, Katie and I, uh, we don't eat meat. Uh Uh, You know, I I don't, you know that, but like, so I've constantly for the last two years had this problem where I need to make sure that I'm getting enough protein sure. uh, and iron. And so now I've been taking an iron supplement uh, every morning. Uh-huh. And on the weekends, I've gotten into baking and I've been making protein uh, like muffins. Oh, wow. So throughout the week, we'll have like a muffin, uh-huh. a protein muffin in the morning. So anyway, I've been getting up at six, taking my shower. Making like a nice breakfast, you yeah. know, like, you know, I like to do, like, I, I'm a fan of yogurt and granola. And yeah. then this muffin now, coffee, I'm done with that. I still have a little time to breathe before it's like, get out the right. door. Uh, and I can enjoy my like bike ride to work instead of being like, wow, oh, come late. Like, yeah, right. yeah. So anyway, I, I like, I've been liking the morning stuff. So my goal last week, I would say was a success. I'm thrilled. So we'll see if I can keep it up. But for this upcoming week, do you have a goal? I do. So... You know, me, always, always, always uh, talking about my eating and my, and hey, I have to say, New York, I left two pounds there. Hey. I think that's the walking, man. The You're walk-in. out and about, yeah. Anyway, here's what I'm going to do this week. Starting tomorrow, 
because today's the 4th it's of the July. It's the 4th of July. It's called intermittent fasting. Oh, I'm very curious about this. Yeah. So eight hours a day. And I think mine will start at noon and go to eight. You can eat. Mm-hmm. After eight o'clock at night until noon the next day, you don't eat. Now you can have uh, zero calorie, like water, yeah, coffee with nothing in it, right? Uh, iced tea celery? kind of stuff. I don't know. I think celery. Is, I don't know. It maybe. <laughs> so these would be the th- because probably at eight ten I'll be looking up what can yeah. I have. I, but the idea of there's a lot of uh, positive benefits to your body by letting it. Uh, Go into to a fasting mode for 16 hours, and I do like to snack. So um, it's going to require really um, willpower, but I I think sometimes I would go off to probably get a snack before I even look at the clock. So it, for me right now, this is going to be a huge – I'm going to have to keep it on my mind. Yeah, kind of keep yeah. a, a keep track of time too it, that exactly. way. Exactly, and – I've had some – I have friends who do intermittent mm-hmm. fasting too, and um, – yeah, have really positive results yeah. uh, as far as energy too. Like yeah. I think your body it does. Um, starts to acclimate, and then like once you make it a habit, it actually yeah. I have friends who really enjoy it. Yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated, and I'm curious to to hear how that goes for I, you I this think, week. I think that's something I would be able to do more simply than easily or whatever than trying to count how much you know calories and how much and this and that and the other. Um, and I mean, I've tried it all, but mm-hmm. this. Um, it seems like, you know, if if the big hand is on the 12 and the little hand's on the 8, you're done. Yeah. So 7.55, you just cram Holy it, cow, cram don't it. call me. <laughs> yeah. Mama can't talk because my mouth is full. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 cool. I'm, ex- I'm interested to yeah, see how it so goes. so I'm not saying my plan is that I'll lose the weight or anything. My plan is that I will... Experiment uh, with ex- the intermittent, intermittent fasting. fasting this week. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah, but but not till tomorrow because tonight I'm meeting some ladies for a movie. We're going to be cuddling our dogs who are probably going to be afraid of <laughs> <The> fireworks. <laughs> That's fireworks. exactly why we're doing this episode actually yeah. a little bit earlier in the so day. We can take care of our pets. Yeah. yeah. Well, my so I oof, my my goal and my mindset right now is on this medication. Yeah. I'm very. You know, it's new for me and old in some ways because I've done it before, but sure. new and, and exciting. The idea of um, not stressing out so much. <laughs> uh, so, the, I mean, that my goal is to take the meds every yeah. day, you know, and when I'm supposed to keep up with um, taking my iron, mm-hmm. protein and stuff. Tomorrow I'm going to go. Um, oh, man. Yeah, I didn't talk about this either. But um, my one of my best friends ever, he has a. A child now, one year old, and um, just through the course of life, you know, getting busy. Uh, I we hadn't really reconnected. We haven't. I hadn't met the his baby. I hadn't met his uh-huh. wife and and stuff. And so a couple weeks ago, you know, Brandon. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, uh, nice. Uh, I went to his baby's first birthday party, and we Aww. reconnected, and it was awesome. It was like we hadn't missed a beat, and even though it had been like almost two years since I've seen wow. him. Wow. Uh, and so anyway, it was just so good to see each other. And we're going to get together tomorrow, I think, just to hang out. Um, and yeah, I think I'm just going to spend this week trying to, I guess, ma- I don't know, manage the things I uh, stress right. and also take count of the things that I'm grateful for. Yeah, yeah. You know, Uh so yeah, that seems like it. <laughs> that is great. And then we'll get, we're getting together for your brother Eric's birthday on this Sunday. week. Yes, on Sunday. So of course. that would be good. And uh, that I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me so too. So definitely getting the whole gang together. Dinner starts early, so don't be late. Because <laughs> yeah, <okay>, <laughs> at eight o'clock, <laughs> yeah. I'm out in the backyard. Just yeah, pacing. that's true. <laughs> get these 
smell <laughs> the food smell out of my house. I know it, right? Um, awesome. Well, well, this has been really yes. fun to see you again, and yeah. I'm happy to be back in the chair. But it's great knowing too that when I'm not in this chair. It went on, and it was super awesome. I'm glad you liked it. I did. Um, And we appreciate you listening so much. Um, Thank you very much. We are available here at the Eavesdrop Network, Mm -hmm. and you can visit visit ease-drop.com and find our show, find the professional wrestling podcast that I do called Genuine Wrestle Boys. It's also on there. Uh, There's a a large variety of shows um, that, you know, might pique your interest. Yep. So I would go check that out at ease-drop.com. Um, we are available to you at dealingwithitpod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from yes. you. And we've heard from some, we have several people we've heard from. And, yes. And I think we will have, have a, a new few, guest a, coming a up. A few new guests, that, This too. would be so lovely, just great. So yeah. it is just the coolest thing for us to to get the feedback from you. And if you know somebody that, you think we'll get something out of this show or enjoy mm-hmm. it? Um, that's all we're asking. Yeah. Just a little word of mouth, because um, we love hearing from more the most right. the, as many people as we can hear from the better. I mean, yeah. it's just really really cool for us. We're also available uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter uh, at Dealing With It Podcast. Um, yeah, I just love that I get to do this with you, Mom. I love that there's a there's a a, a and now a, a bit of people that we get to interact with that yes. it's just really, really cool and it's really fulfilling. So thank you so much for yes, listening. thank you so much. And we will catch up with you next week. Until then, let's just keep dealing, dealing with it. it.